Nothing breaks the news like the news. Trust me, I can prove it. I'm ready. Let's take on the biggest debates on radio, provide insights, experience, and build an unforgettable discussion together. I am Femi D. Amelie. Let's talk with Femi D. Live is on. This is Femi D. Live. You also find uh, the title of the book. But this this section of the show is called Vital Lessons. The ideology of propaganda provides, according to Kes Hemet in 1973, the audience with a comprehensive conceptual framework for dealing with social and political reality. In locating the ideology, the analyst looks for a set of beliefs, values, attitudes and behaviors, as well as for ways of perceiving and thinking that are agreed on to the point that they are they constitute a set of norms for a society that dictates what is desirable and what should be done. Martha Cooper in 1989 described ideology as a coherent worldview that determines how arguments will be received and interpreted. The common sense of the worldview provides the basis for determining what is good, bad, right, wrong, and so forth. Ideology accordingly contains concepts about what the society in which it exists is actually like, uh, what it's actually like. It states or denies, for example, that there are classes and that there are certain conditions that are desirable or more desirable than others. And ideology is also a form of consent to a particular kind of social order and conformity to the rules within a specific set of social, economic, and political structures. It often assigns roles to gender, racial, religious, and social groups. The propaganda analyst looks for ideology in both verbal and visual representations that may reflect uh, pre-existing struggles and past situations, current frames of references to value systems and future goals and objectives. Resonance of symbols of the past encourages people to apply previously agreed on ideas to the current and future goals of the propaganda, of someone carrying out propaganda, who is a propagandist. Cooper, in 1989, cited that the example of ideology of the old South plantation myth from Civil War days being evoked as white supremacy during the civil rights movement of the 1960s. White supremacists, uh, such as the skinheads in the present day, evoked that the Nazi, Nazi ideology of the iron myth. The purpose of propaganda may be to influence people to adopt beliefs and attitudes that correspond to those of the propagandists or to engage in certain patterns of behavior. For example, to contribute money, to join groups, or demonstrate for a cause. Propaganda also has its purpose to maintain the legitimacy of the institution or organization it represents, and thereby to ensure the legitimacy of its activities. Integration propaganda, however, 
attempts to maintain the positions and interests represented by officials who sponsor and sanction the propaganda messages. Agitation, on the other hand, or agitation propaganda, uh, seeks to arouse people to participate in or support a cause. It attempts to arouse people from apathy by giving them feasible actions to carry out. Kes Hemeti in 1973 said that agitation consists of stimulation mass action by arming home one salient feature of the situation that is creeping inquitious or outrageous. Mainly, the purpose of propaganda is to achieve acceptance of the propagandist ideology by the people. Nazi propagandist Joseph Goebbels said that propaganda had no fundamental method, only purpose, the conquest of the masses. Let me stop there for a moment to explain what all that means for those who may be wondering what that's about. So essentially, propaganda is a way of talking that the idea is to convince people to change their position, to take a new belief system, to accept your perspective, and more importantly, attempt to either appeal to their logic or their emotion in any of these methods, just to get them from one side of the room, if I may say, to the other side of the room. Many governments around the world practice propaganda. Propaganda doesn't necessarily mean it's the practice of telling the truth. It could also mean that there's a certain measure of truth in which you want to aspire or you aspire into the ears of the people. For example, when a government says in 2020 we will have erected walls as high as mountain kilimanjaro or as high as mountain everest many people wonder can this be done is it even feasible to build a world as high as a mountain but why doesn't it sound like a propaganda it sounds like an information that is not true or should not be believed but with emphasis and repetition, it becomes believable to some. Because some say, if you could see one, two, three bricks, four, five bricks laid on each other, soon enough, it's growing tall enough to be as tall as the mountain Everest. In some other African countries, propaganda could also be the promise of social security, the promise of social deliverance that you give. Which could also mean, if you vote us into power, for example, we would do ensure that electricity in your area, which was at the barest minimum of maybe two hours, extends as much as 22 hours of 24 hours. Some say this is not believable. But oftentimes, with close repetition, the moment your electricity improves from two hours to four hours, and on another day, from four hours to six hours, there's a big chance that it becomes believable that soon enough, from the six hours, it could achieve 22 hours. In other words, propaganda needs time, it needs an extension, and sometimes it's a way of saying, this is the truth I want to sell to you, and this is the truth of what we there is to achieve. Now, there are different types of propaganda, as I mentioned in the short reading I have done. There's a time where there's integration. 
integration, for example, would mean, oh, if peradventure you vote for us, you participate in voting for us, we would give or we would make initiatives that you directly benefit from, that would make you brag and proud of what we have done. Now, these initiatives may not instantly be done, but they could be done at a later time and sometimes may never be done. But oftentimes, the person creating propaganda believes this working truth should get them access into any door or into any room or into any mind. And sometimes, when propaganda doesn't seem accepted, the person creating the propaganda often wonders why is it not being accepted? Why is it not being integrated to that man or woman in the level that it's accepted and taken off? Now, agitation propaganda, on the other hand, people who call for mass protests to say, we do not believe the government who has done this and that and that is reliable. Come forward, because we know their credibility now. We can as well tell their credibility in the future. So propaganda oftentimes may not solely be a practice of the government. It could also be the practice of select or a group of citizens who may want to reaffirm the position of the government and say we are pro-government on some issues. And some others will say we are against the government on some issues. Therefore, you find people who would not change their mind or their perspective about the government irrespective of what they get right or wrong. And so also the other way around. A government could insist that it is doing right by its people by, is, by saying, based on what I have calculated and all the deliverables I have promised you and said to you, I can do you no wrong. And despite agitations or calls or differences and ideas that the people may say, they insist that they are able to deliver and they are making sure that the delivery of the promises that they do make are done as such. Let me take on another section very quickly. Now, the context of propaganda. Successful propaganda relates to prevailing mood of the times. Therefore, it is essential to understand the climate of the times. The propaganda analyst needs to be aware of the events that have occurred and of the interpretation of the events that the propaganda propagandists um, have made. What are expected of the states of the world social system? Whether it's war, peace, human rights, help the people. What is the prevailing public mood? What specific issues are identifiable? How widely are the issues felt? What constraints exist that keep these issues from being resolved? Is there a struggle over power? What parties are involved? And what is at stake? It has been said that propaganda is like a packet of seeds dropped on fertile soil, on fertile soil to understand how the seeds can grow and spread. Analysis of the soil, that is, the times and events is necessary. It is also important to know and understand the historic background. What has happened to lead up to this point in time? What deeply held beliefs and values have been important for a long time? What needs are related to the current propaganda? What is the source of this myth? A myth is not merely a fantasy or a lie, but rather is a model for social action. When you do hear a government or a people gather to agitate on an issue or to push in a perspective, 
what level of social action can one perceive from such? For example, the mythology of American um, of population was based on the classic and good heroes such as Abraham Lincoln, who rose from humble birth to a self-made lawyer to the White House. This hero is a Christ-like figure because he's not he not only rose from humble beginnings, but was also a martyr. The model for social action is that a person can rise above significant circumstances to become a leader who can make significant differences in people's lives. A myth is a story in which the meaning is embodied in recurrent symbols and events. But it's also an idea to which people already subscribe. Therefore, it is predisposition to act. It can be used by a propagandist as a myth myth mythical representation of an audience experiences feelings and thoughts so there you have it there are many ways to identify somebody who may be a propagandist the source of propaganda is likely to be an institution or an organization with the propagandist as its leader or agent sometimes there will be complete openness about the identity of the organization behind the propaganda sometimes it's necessary to conceal the identity to achieve the goals set by the institution when identity is concealed, the task of the analyst is a demanding one. It is quite difficult to detect black propaganda until after all the facts are known. In black propaganda, not only is the distortion deliberate, but the identity of the source is usually inaccurate. Now, let me move on. The task of propaganda is to attract followers. The task of a party organization is to win members. A follower of a movement is one who declares himself in agreement with its aim. A member is one who fights for it. Now, the target audience for propaganda, well, the, the target audience for propaganda is selected by a propagandist for its potential effectiveness. The, pro the propaganda message is aimed at the audience most likely to be useful to the propagandist if it responds favorably. Now, my question this evening as we round off a little bit of the reading we have done tonight is this. What do you think you are? Do you think when you speak in support of an idea or ideology without the ability, mark my words now, Without the ability to change your mind as a citizen leader or anything that you are in the society, calling for social action without changing your mind, do you think you are part of a propaganda? That's the question I'll leave for you tonight. Do you receive propaganda or do you give out propaganda? Thanks for listening to Vital Lessons for tonight. Nothing breaks the news like the news. Trust me, I can prove it. I'm ready. Let's take all the biggest debates on radio, provide insights, experience, and build an unforgettable discussion together. I'm Femi D. Amelie. Let's talk with Femi D. Live is on. This is Femi D. Live.